He'll make it for sure. That's why I backed him on Tap Touch. You got the touch. You got the power. Got the touch? Choose Tap Touch. Better your bet. Download the app today. Conditions apply. Gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help on 1-800-858-858. Hey team, welcome back. Another week of footy flies by, and with so much to dissect, who better than two blokes who you'd happily let the other team use for fill-up numbers to go through it. Get comfortable and enjoy the listen. Yes, hello and welcome back to another episode of the Footy Yarn. Thank you, as always, to be Gussie Dewar um, for for that lovely intro he always does. He was saying such nice things about us. As always, I'm your host, Hayden Arducci, joined by Matthew Arrowsmith. Matthew, how are you? I am stoked to be here because we've had a bit of a break. We're yep. both both sort of battling sick. Yeah, I copped. It was weird. Last week, um, I'm going to turn this down a bit more because I'm just not hearing enough of us that I'd like to. Um... Yeah, last week, what, Tuesday, I started feeling a little sick um, and the episode was pushed back because we were belligerently... No, we were... Yeah, we were blind that Sunday night. Um, so we couldn't record on the Sunday. Oh, yeah, we were blind. Um, because the Swedes, I went to cricket side, got their first ever yeah. flag. So um, got to get up on that. Um, and then, yeah, on the Tuesday, I started going, oh, not great here. Wednesday morning comes around and... I've got the flu, and it wasn't even COVID, so I couldn't even take a week off work. So what you're saying is you are still immune. Still immune. Um, $60 poorer, because apparently that's how much a five-pack of rat test cost. Oh, God. $60. 60 bucks. I knew they were expensive when they first came out, right? I thought right? they'd sort of gone down now. Yeah, I just figured that'd be the case, because they handed out so many for free, but yeah. we, we'd run out of free ones. Both my sisters had the day off work, and I, I could barely get out of bed at this point. Oh, dear. It was like, apparently the flu's really bad this year, supposedly. I lived through it. Not that yeah. bad. But, yeah, I could not get out of bed. Like, I was, I'd was, i get up, and my legs felt weak. So I was like, ask one of my sisters to get me some rat tests and some hydrolite. That's all you really need. Um, so she comes back, comes into my room with hydrolite and rat tests. She goes, yep, 70 bucks. And you went, what? <laughs> what? So, I need to see a receipt. Yeah, um, what? Like, sorry, $60 for rat tests. It's a joke. I just won't... Half the time they don't even work properly. Yeah, I've got three left. Next time I'm just not testing. Once I've run out of those three, I'm just not testing. Done. I will test. Uh, COVID is horrible and it's tearing apart. Just put in a couple of messenger group chats. I'm sure someone will have one. Yeah. So, um, yeah, flu got, flu got us. After all those weeks of saying COVID can't get us, the flu got us. Which it, some say is more dangerous than COVID. Apparently it is this year. A lot of things are supposedly more dangerous now than when they're in COVID. Like, we're going through a recession soon, mm. supposedly. Oh, dear. Thoughts on that? Scared. How do you think it'll affect the uh, footballing climate? Hope, probably not too much. Yeah, because we've still got the up to come from COVID. Yeah. AFL will be fine. They always find a way. Yeah, I feel like the AFL is probably one of the most successful businesses in Australia. Yeah, probably. It's got to be just the amount of money they can dish out. Um, get up to much this weekend? Uh, not, not, not too much. Uh, obviously a big Monday watching the pies. Yep. That got yeah, me up and about. That would have. But anyway, I don't want to get into it too early. No. I'll, I'll blow my load. Right. Um, <laughs> I'm that excited. Um, yeah. <laughs> anyway, back to you. Yeah, I could imagine. Yeah. Especially, um, given the, the caliber of people that had performed and we will get to that, <laughs> but, uh, should we hit the news? Yeah, let's do it.
welcome back to the news. And it's been a long time, so I might be a bit rusty. We'll wait and see. Yep. Uh, starting off with Baz Lanka. Oh. <laughs> How did you see this one? He's done well to just... It's so blown over. No one's going to care about this by the time this episode comes out. Oh, yeah. it's. Oh. We still He still hasn't been handed his band, has he? Isn't he just getting it's a two? It's going to be two. Yeah. Which it probably will be. It's like, well... Yeah, well, but let's get on with it. Uh, that's so insulting to Willy Rioli. I know, and I know, like a lot of people, I know. Holy shit! <laughs> what the? Wait, mate, he might have just like just it, it might, he might have just had it mowing carrying it for a friend. Yeah, like the dinner plates in his eyes, unrelated. <laughs> like, oh my god! <laughs> I've seen, I've received some horrible, you know. You, you get a mate who's going out on, on the bag and you, you, you receive some strange photos and videos from them and you think, oh, oh what a rogue little photo. But, my God, who, who's gone out and who's gone out and knocked? That's what I want to know. Yeah, and like the, the real criminal here isn't Bailey Smith for enjoying himself. It's whoever the hell has gone and knocked on him. But who as well, like, why do it so long after? Like, that's yeah. the thing as well, like, why not just do it there and then, if you're going to do it, you know? Yeah, it makes you wonder how many things like this there are. Like uh, the Tom Morris. I was, I was oh, confused by Morris and Brown. I, I don't know if we ever spoke about the Tom Morris thing. Uh, like, yeah. Idiot. Shouldn't have done what he did. But I feel a bit sorry for him because these people in this group chat he with, 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 was with, with supposed friends, yeah. just, oh, no, fuck him. Yeah, like <laughs> how many of these... You know, photos, videos are out there of people in the AFL or people in whatever, like the Tim Payne stuff that happened. How many of these things are out there that we just don't know about? Like for every one that gets uncovered, there's got to be like another hundred that we just oh. aren't getting like shown to light. There would have to be hundreds. Yeah. Hundreds that we don't even know about. And so many players that would be um, doing similar things to Mr. Smith. Yep. But again, it makes you... Now, I know there's a... Oh, I don't know. That's the issue. There's some variety of difference between this with the AFL and Asada, and Asada obviously do things differently. So it's like um, Asada's way more strict and there's is specifically the testing, not if there's any photos that have come out or anything that's sort of, I guess, inconclusive. But again, how insulting is that to like Willie Rioli who just oh, copped two years out of the game... <laughs> For, for getting on the billies and, you know, Bailey Smith's getting into um, this this white substance or white powder, just call it Coke. You yeah, we'll say it is, yeah. Yep. We're, all, we're all adults here. We're all, we all understand what that is in Bailey's hand. We've all seen someone licking it in the toilet stall of some nightclub who just looks like a man that you would not want to associate with <laughs> and it turns out it's your best mate doing it. <laughs> so, like, yeah, I, I think... Stupid, silly, um, it would be easy to say I wouldn't do that um, in his shoes. Obviously, he's put out, you know, as, as everyone does with his cognitions, and this isn't to undermine it, but mental health reasons has been cited. But at the same time, there's there's only so much that, uh, you know, these mental health situations are awful, and, you know, we hope that in that time he had off that these things got addressed, but also... There's only so much that can excuse. Like, it's it's an explanation, but it's not an excuse. Yeah, he's just put out this statement and I was like, fair enough. Yeah, <laughs> great statement. It was just the perfect statement. 
Yeah, someone's definitely held him with that. Like, we can really structure this. Yeah, we can put it, together nicely. It came out quickly. Yeah, you know, like it was the same day. I'm yeah. pretty sure. It was remorseful. It was remorseful. He, he, you know, showed regret for his yeah. actions, and then he put at the end mental health reasons cited. Yeah, you know, and that that's, that's the key. So many boxes. Uh, I don't know. Did you see his? It's been shared around since it happened. The quote he made when, just before he got drafted. No. So he said, this is in regards to alcohol. I've never had a – it's a mental thing. It's just not worth it. I've come this far. Why waste it? Yeah. <laughs> Forget the alcohol. It's, it's yeah, not no, straight to the powder. <laughs> straight to the powder, mate. Straight to the powder room. <laughs> mate, that doesn't affect your stomach. <laughs> just your brain. Can't get fatter off the white powder. If anything, you get skinnier. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, I, I, I know a lot of, obviously – I meet a lot of people who go into the AFL through this and you meet a lot of people who say, oh, I don't drink, you know, right now. When they're 17, 18 going into getting drafted, like, I don't drink, I just don't see the point, I don't see what's worth it. And then they'll get drafted and just drinking culture in the <laughs> AFL is so huge. I, I guess, like, once you operate in the football team, especially, you know, a football team, a cricket team, any sporting team, alcohol is a huge part of the culture there, so you're just going to... Usually most people end up starting to drink anyway. And well, that's part of the reason I didn't drink. Then at 24, I sort of realised yeah. I'm probably not going to get picked up. Yeah. So I... Well, that was your thing. You sort of uh, gave up. <laughs> yeah. Which Jack Hayes has shown we can um, make it at any age. What, what else is there for, for the news? Uh, the AFL Hall of Fame inductees. Yep. That was overnight. So eight people got inducted and um, one person was given... a. Uh, Legend status, so yep. they get upgraded. So uh, the players uh, that received uh, the opportunity to go into the Hall of Fame uh, were Nicky Winmar, Brent Harvey, Matthew Pavlich, uh, Bill Dempsey, uh, and then we also had uh, the person who was inducted was uh, Ebert. What's his first name? Russell Ebert. That's right. Uh, not so. not Brad. I wish it was. Brad. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. Do you do you care at all about the Hall of Fame? Oh, I mean it's good for them. Yeah, but like, I wasn't like going sitting there going, "Oh, new inductee." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like I wonder, I wonder what level of AFL nuff you would have to be to like be genuinely stoked about a player you like getting inducted into the Hall of Fame. Like <laughs> it was weird. I was driving over here and I was like, "Could Mason Cox ever get there? Maybe if he plays a hundred games, let us go." He was American and he played 100 games. Yeah. Let's get him in there. He was a staple for the game. Yeah. I'm Always performs. He only <laughs> exclusively performs in the big games. <laughs> You're not wrong. And I think we'll touch on that a bit when we get to that. But there's there's something going on there. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that was the Hall of Famers. Also, uh, AFLW, it's getting closer. It is. I'm act- I'm actually really excited. I've, I've just been the, – the pre-season started today. Um, well, yesterday, I'm excited. Yeah? I'm keen. I think it's going to be a, bi- a big AFLW season. Yeah, I reckon it will be. Um, I, I've seen a lot of the girls have been picked up, uh, these expansion clubs as well, the the big player movement. Some of the girls in this draft are just so talented. I'm stoked for the for this season of um, women's footy, how it's going to go. That said, I think, and this is nothing against that, but it's an opinion I've always had, by the time the AFL Grand Final finishes, I don't know how stoked I'm still going to be because my brain's just going to go, yep, cricket time. Well, so it starts in August. (laughs) When are we expecting that this 
comp finishes. I don't know. Like, do they, they, do they stick to a, you know, what, the 10-ish ten, week season? Do, do they go to the full, you know, try 17 so everyone plays think, against each other once? I think it should be 17. I don't think they'll do it. Yeah. You've got 18 teams. I think 17 for the AFLW would work perfectly. Yeah, so they'll probably I'd, – I'd imagine they're doing a shorter one this year. But then I think next year they go to 17. And then they coincide it. So that the grand final buy for the AFL, like that week off, they have the AFLW and all the state leagues finish that weekend. It's the most sensible option. That's also well. If they do that, then they shouldn't be that. I've always said that. Then if you got that wheat there, why don't you do the brownlow there as well? Well, you could. You could literally have. Oh yeah, like the Saturday night, you could have the women's grand final. I guess you couldn't really have the brownlow. You could have the brownlow the Friday night. You could. The women Friday night Brownlow. Yeah, Friday night Brownlow. The women's grand final on the Saturday, and then all the state league grand finals on the Sunday. Oh, it'd be huge. It'd be such a huge weekend of footy, yeah. and there's no AFL being played. And then next weekend you're in AFL finals. Yeah, so that's like just build up hype. Yeah. I, I reckon that's probably, you know, like everyone's really hyped for AFL at that stage, but then no one's you know getting to see any AFL. So then you give them, you know, the women's grand final, people are going to be flooding it. You yeah, give them the course. state grand finals, people are going to be flooding it. They're keen. Yeah. The Brownlow's going to have huge numbers. Yeah. I'm giving you this for free, AFL. I'm giving you all of this for free. It's ridiculous why, why it's – if it doesn't get done next year, I'm personally writing a handwritten letter. Not even an email. Handwritten letter. Handwritten is always a bit more aggressive and personable at the same yeah. time. I don't know if I go like on a blank piece of paper, if I go like the paper with the lines, um, what kind of pen I go for. That'll all be things I have to come up with at the time. But um, it, was, it was quite funny. I've seen um, a lot of the, the women, uh, you know, out on the town um, ahead of the season. Um, and there's one story that's really funny. Um, I met her once prior after their prelim loss. Um, she knew Jai Amos, I was with Jai, and um, we met through that. And, um, you know, I was saying it was Dana East, and um, she. then I see her out again one night, and she goes, um, why haven't you ever asked me to come on? Um, and I, I looked at her, and I was like, what? And she was like, y- you, how come you haven't ever asked me to be on? I was like, oh, this, this, <laughs> the audacity. I told her, <laughs> search up the footy yarn. Check messages. June of last oh. year. She left it on scene oh, June bang. of last year and I remembered it. And then she just looked up at me and she's like, oh, the audacity. Shit. The absolute audacity. So um, I assume Dana will be on this year. And I'll absolutely grill her about it when she's sitting right there. Yeah, and as you should. Yeah. Well, I, was, we met, I met Lauren Wakeford when you yep. were, we, well, we ran into her. Yep. She, she's going to be superstar. You can't describe, I don't know if I can say how, how you described her. Jeez, that concerns me. How do, I, do you not remember how no, you No, I it? don't remember much. You said that she is Matt Scorn uh, with a vagina. <laughs> <laughs> you said <coughs> Fucking hell. she's going to be the greatest. And I believed you. I went, I went, I have to get a picture of her. She's going to be a superstar. I, I stand by that statement, but um, probably better ways of wording that in hindsight. Look. look. In my head now it goes Tara Bahana, yeah. Lauren Wakefield. I don't remember. She, you won't be able to see her play next year. She's got ACL surgery. She on, does uh, on Wednesday, next Wednesday. Yeah. Um. So hearts out to you, Lauren. Um. Yeah. Wow. That's a really rogue thing of me to say. I can't believe you don't remember. That. I don't remember much. Um. I saw her the next day at the waffle. 
Um, you did make it to the waffle. Yeah, I went. I'm not to the Colts. I went to oh, the league. Oh God! No, I didn't go to the Colts. Um, went to the league. Great game, and um, saw her there. Apparently, I called her mum the night before as well. Um, yeah, you did. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. So the Zoe Wakeford came picked her up. Well, there you go. I'm glad you remember all these things. I, I, I don't know how. Like I was yeah. pretty how you going as well, but yeah, yeah, those damn pina coladas. <laughs> I also saw the guy who kept serving me pina coladas at Benny's at the footy. Because Benny's in South Fremantle. He was just walking up and down Frio with a little trot, like one of those, uh, not like a trolley, but sort of like a trolley, um, just, you know, putting slabs from Benny's to, oh, to wow. Frio Oval. Huge. Just doing that 500-metre walk, back and forth, back nice. and forth. But what a, what a king. What else have we got for news? Um, Melbourne. Yeah. Three losses in a row. They suck. It's, it's over. We, we said they could never oh. be trusted. And just as we're like, oh, I guess we can trust oh. them now. Wheels are off. It was literally the moment. I reckon three weeks ago. It would have been about three weeks ago. I said, yeah, we can trust Melbourne now. <laughs> they, get, they get to 10 and 9, I don't know, whatever they got to. And I said, yeah, we can trust them. <laughs> nah. Spat in my face. Slapped me. The wheels are off. They're not going to win another game. down. You, you may as well. Oh. Have you seen yeah. who they got after the bye? Brisbane. Yeah, I know. And then the Crom. They're done. They couldn't beat the Crom last year. They're not beating them this year. They're not making the top four. They're not making it, the top eight. It's over. <sighs> Gorn's wow. out for five weeks. Yeah, there's a big punch up. There's that rumour going around that the coach is on meth. <laughs> From Liz? <laughs> that, that, is, that is one of the worst things I've oh, ever yeah. seen. Well, you, there's this rumour going around. I'm sure if people are listening <laughs> and they're footy fans, they've probably heard the rumour as well. Yeah. And, like, it's so far-stretched it's always that it just a, couldn't be true. It's always a leaked WhatsApp message. Yeah. And the worst thing is, we won't say his name, but I know the bloke whose message it is. And the number was correct. Yeah, so it's like, oh. But another thing was as well, like, in this... The rumour, like apparently, like, uh, what's his name? Good ones around just threatening Max's family. Like, and Max was just like, oh, you won't go to the police? Like, yeah. oh, let's keep it under wraps, you know? Yeah, because it's definitely real. Yeah. And Max Gorn didn't even bounce the ball. That's that's the worst part of it all. <laughs> that's the worst part of all of it. Max Gorn didn't even bounce the ball, Max. <sighs> that. But yeah, no, Melbourne suck. Max Gorn can't be out to footy. Lauren Wakeford's a better ruck. Yes. Yep. Yep. Okay. Um, something I want to bring up. Yeah. I wanted to bring it up last week, but couldn't because obviously <laughs> uh, the flu. Um, Nat Fife making his return through the waffle. Far more exciting than him making his return through the AFL. I was at that game yeah. as well. Went to two waffle league games in one weekend. My, I, I was like, I usually hate going to waffle league games because... You're more a Colts, man. Yeah, that uh, there's barely a crowd at Colts. But also, Waffle League games, I just hate the crowds. Most of the time, the crowds are just like Darrow. Yeah, it's bad. They're rogue people that you don't want to be around for too long. You want to hide somewhere and watch. Yeah, it's like you don't want to get stuck in conversation. <laughs> and you hear the things they say. Like that time we're at West Perth versus Swans, oh. and Swans were just abusing this lady. One, one old lady getting abused by like 15 blokes. Well, I'm a big Swans fan. But I'm like, lads, can we just yeah. can we just relax? But I went to Peel vs. Subi and um wow, that was great fun. i I thoroughly enjoyed that game. Um it was a great crowd. Oh, there was it, mainly just Frio supporters. Uh, yeah. there's a lot of Frio players there. Uh Longmuir was there. Um, you know, everyone was there was a Channel Seven camera, a cameraman whose sole job 
was to follow Nat Five. Nat Five was on the bench, and that <laughs> camera was just fixated on the bench. Wow! And then at the end of the game, all these like kids flooded yeah, on the ground sure. to get to Nat Five. Um, I'm still disappointed that I'm watching it, and then you tell me that you were you were on TV behind Josh Tracy's interview. I literally had it like. On the yeah. TV, two meters in front of me, and just zoned out. It wasn't even like the big Kahuna was on the telly, and I thought I didn't realize it was live. Um, so I just went up behind him, started throwing some shuckers. <laughs> I was I was with um Callum Calamari Stewart. Oh yeah. Um, so just started throwing up some shuckers as we went for a kick on the ground. Um, because our mate was in charge of like all the uh, media stuff that was going on there. Um, so we just wanted to see him, but yeah, that was a that was a great game. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Nat Five is all right. Sebek Kuek was quite exciting. Um, there was one moment um, where they were down by two points with a couple minutes to go, and Nat Five's lining up from fifty out on the boundary. Oh, I saw this, and you know the tense, like the tension at this you know ground is just immense. Everyone just waiting to see what happens. And he sprays it nearly mm. out on the full. Josh Tracy comes up with a big pack mark out of nowhere, lines up for his shot, sprays it back towards <laughs> the 50-meter arc. Oh, and then Tracy ended up kicking one with about a minute left. Yeah. And it was very exciting. I also went to South Free of us, East Free that weekend, as I said. Great crowd there. That was WA Day. East um, Free had their chance to win that. They did. Another one where a bloke just absolutely sprayed it in the pocket set shot. But um I thoroughly enjoyed that game as well. I went to two Waffle games this we- uh, last weekend, and I thoroughly enjoyed both of them. So, nice. um, yeah, don't know if I'll do it again, but uh, I'd recommend it um, if the timing's right for some people to go to some Waffle League games because they're not actually always bad, just the ones in bad socioeconomic areas. Fair enough. Uh, what else have we got? Uh, I think that, that's, <laughs> that's pretty much it. But, uh, yeah, not sure if Dusty's going to play this week. Yeah. Because rumours he had a bit of an injury. So, look, they'll name him, but yeah. could he be a laid out? Yeah, well, we'll get on to their most recent game. Richmond 11-11-77, defeating Port 10-5-65. Thoughts on this game? It was a pretty good game of footy. Watched pretty much the the second half. Have to mention this, man. Liam Baker went berserk in he the last quarter. He is crazy like, good. So I had him on for 15 touches. He was on, like... 10 or 11 at three times. I'm like, oh, it's be tight. Gets him in, like, the first two minutes. He ended up with 26 for the game and, like, kicked two goals. He was like, he could have kicked, like, four. He missed, like, two other shots. I'm like, yeah. who is this man? He just he, – he never puts a foot wrong. Like, I can't ever think of Liam Baker just doing something wrong. Like, he's That's just fair. He's such a good footballer and he's so small. Yeah. And that always makes me feel better. Uh, Essendon, 7-12-54, defeated by Carlton, 12-8-80. Carlton just continuing their great form. Essendon, how bad are they? It's disappointing, isn't it? (laughs) I I don't know what's really happened there. I watched a fair bit of this game as well. Especially in the last quarter, the Bombers had a lot of the play and they just could not score. Yeah, I I do very much rate um, Draper for them. Other than that, they just feel a bit lacklustre all all across the ground. You know, they made the finals last year. It's and such a steep drop-off. Yeah, and now they just look like they can't even win a game. Like, like, like our GWS nearly made a prelim, and now they just look yeah. pretty poop this year. Um, Fremantle, 14-11-95, defeating Hawthorne, 12-10-82. Hawthorne throwing away another lead. They did, but Hawthorne were very good. And Hawthorne I, played well. I think this all leads in, and I say it almost every week, I sound like a broken record, but that's because I just need to drill this into people. Sam Mitchell is a genius. He wants to show people 
we're good enough to win games if we want to, but we don't actually want to because we want one more good draft pick, then we'll start winning games. And I think it has to be a credit to Hawthorne yep. that their list is going as well as it is when they haven't really had too many high draft picks for a while. Yeah. Uh, and they trade a few away as well. Like Their list is in pretty good shape and they're very competitive. Also credit to the Dockers because they found a way to win. Yeah. And it was a different way for them to win. Andy Brayshaw, what do you have, like 37? Yeah, something like that. He is so good this season. Um, There was a lot of, uh, you know, talk against Chad Wingard. Um, Some people were saying he was stealing Jack Ginnivan's celebration um, when he ran into the goals and started celebrating as we took the lead and he kicked one. Yeah. Hate to break it to people, I don't think Jack Ginnivan was the first to do that. Oh, probably not. The only thing I'll say to Wingard, because I don't care if he does it, just do it when you're further ahead. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look, I guess I guess the excitement's up and about because... That's you, true, you, the you, adrenaline. You've got the lead, it's it's tight game. You know, also I feel like I'm biased against Chad Wingard because we traded away Ryan Burton for him, mm. and I really miss Ryan Burton, and I don't rate Chad Wingard that much. Yeah, every time I'm like, oh, maybe he's going to come like real good now. Yeah, just sort of. It's like we knew we knew the risk. We knew there was upside, but then it was like it came in a period where we took so many risks. Um, even though most of them were low risks, high reward yeah. on like a Tom Scully, a John Patton, none of them ever really turned out. But um, you know, I'm glad we took those risks. I think it's better we did than we didn't. Yeah. Uh, but none of them worked. Brisbane ten goals, eight seventy eight, defeating St Kilda eight nine fifty seven. Uh, Brizzy, they're just obviously. They're such a good team. I feel like they don't get talked enough for how good they are. Yeah, this was a pretty good game. Um, I thought St Kilda were actually a lot better in the first half than Brisbane, and then Brisbane just turned on in the second half, got the job done. I still don't feel like Brisbane are going at full pace yet either. Maybe that's why. Like, uh, I feel like most like the teams people are talking about are like Melbourne, Carlton, Fremantle. It really doesn't feel like anyone's talking about Brisbane because I top feel of the ladder now. Yeah, like I feel like it's just people come to expect it of Brisbane, but also that they're just like really good. I think they've got another level to go to as well. Yeah, so they'll be very dangerous. They are still quite young, so I do rate that win from them. Um, North seven eleven fifty three defeated by GWS fifteen twelve one hundred and two. James Peeling, I think that's his third three goal hole this season. He's on fire. He's like. No one, not a single person is talking about James Peatling, but he's genuinely doing some pretty good things this year. I chucked on this game, watched the first quarter, and I just went, I can't watch any more of this. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. North Melbourne were playing. Stephen Cornelio had, like, what, 30 and 3? Yeah, he was on fire. He's back. He is back under the new coach. He is back. It was frust like, and credit to Stephen because he's on fire, but like, I watched him kick, I think it was his first goal. And, like, no one manned him up to stop it. He just got tattooed and ran through it. I'm like, do you guys want to, like, apply any pressure to this man? Yeah, Davies Uniac was uh, huge for North. Um, I, I feel like sometimes he's their only really good player. What's happened to Jaden Stevenson? Yeah, what the hell? One handball in the first half. He was good last year. It's not like the <sighs> move to North has killed him. He was good last year. Like, he went from being... I, <sighs> What did he kick in that 2018 year? Like 40 goals? Yeah, like in like, his first year. And it was just, it came out of nowhere. Yeah, like. And you uh, could have drafted Aaron Norton. <laughs> I mean, at the time, it seemed like a great decision, didn't it? Yeah, after, <laughs> after the first season, you're like, yep, yeah, huge. Um, now it's just been, yeah, what a steep decline. Hopefully he can bring that back. Um, the game you do want to talk about, though, Matt. Um, <laughs> uh, I think there's only one man we need to talk about here. 
Adam Cox again. Oh, it's getting better. Oh, it's getting, getting bigger and better. It's the Mason Cox show. He he was no bias. He was unbelievable, especially in the second half. Yep. He uh, just went to I don't know what happened. He kicked the goal on the run and he just went. You know what? I'm just gonna take this game apart now. Mason Cox only performs in big games. <laughs> Anzac days, Queen's birthdays, prelims, <laughs> elimination finals. <laughs> he loves it. He is the big Texan. He is the big show. He is the man that puts bums on seats. I think the most exciting part was when he started going to the back line and take. He took like three intercept marks. Yeah. I went, "Who is this man? What can't he do?" I feel like every week he's genuinely just finding a way to continue to surprise us. Look, I think Dale Thomas uh, described it perfectly in the triple M box. He said, this man finds um, he, he can do all the hard things very easily, but he makes all the easy things look really hard. Yeah, that's and fair. I went, that's, yeah, that's probably about it. Yeah, I, there's nothing that turns me on more in life, not just footy, <laughs> in life, than when Mason Cox just puts the arms up and starts dancing through some tackles. Yeah, he sold the candy again on the weekend. Yeah. I was like, what are you doing? Look at those big, long limbs. Look at those big <laughs> 211 limbs. 211 centimetres. And he's doing it. He's doing it. The NBA missed something with him. Oh, clearly. Mason Cox, wow, what an enigma. We're going to look back <laughs> yeah. on that man in a few years' time when he's retired and just think, what the hell? And it's looking like, and look, I'm very happy being a Mason Cox fan. If you're Collingwood, what the fuck were you thinking? Apparently he's going to trigger some clause in his contract to get yeah. another year. Oh, ridiculous. Because he, he uh, not surplus to requirements, but if you get a fully fit Brody Grundy and then fully fit Darcy Cameron. Nathan Kruger's there as well. You, got fully, you get a fully fit Nathan Kruger and then you're still trying to develop Aiden Begg. It's like, oh, where does Cox fit into this? But this year it's just all aligned. Beg isn't quite ready. Kruger's injured. Grundy's injured. It's all aligned for Cox to just have his fairy tale year. Maybe he does get to 100 games. How many games has he had so He's in far? the 80s. Oh, no, nah, he's getting 100. Oh. You've got to. I hope so. Craig McRae's got to give him the big triple figures. Fingers crossed. But in terms of Melbourne, uh, no Stephen May really kills them. Yeah. Uh, I thought they would have capitalised a lot more on their tall forward line. That a lot of guys that were taller than our players and just, I don't know, they just didn't dominate as much as I thought they would up forward. That said, you say no Stephen May <coughs> really kills them. I, I think earlier in the year they, they showed a lot where, you know, when they were missing Lever or Rivers or other players who were integral to their premiership win last year, they've got the depth to, like, Harrison Petty can come in and yeah. do things down Harrison back. Petty actually probably had a pretty good game on Yeah, that, like the the defensive stocks work really well. It's not so much the defenders, it's the system. Mm. But for some reason the past few weeks that system just isn't working. One thing that is exciting, you don't want to see anyone get injured. Matt's gone out for five weeks. We're going to see Luke Jackson yeah. in the ruck full time. Prime time. This is it. Yep. This so. is where he takes over. That man is so ready to just oh, yeah. tear apart the game. 100%. When I saw he went pick three, I thought at first I was extremely excited. I didn't know much about that draft. Very excited um, for Luke. Um, very excited for myself to, because uh, it was when we just started, to have known a uh, pick three in the AFL draft. Yeah. I thought, wow, jeez, aren't I huge? I've no- I know that bloke. <laughs> um, but then I also thought, gee, a ruckman at pick three, that's always such a huge gamble. Because what if it just doesn't work? He almost, like, not single-handedly, but he was one of the big three players that turned that grand final around last year. 
Oh, yeah. Like, Gussie Brazier, him and Petrarca, oh, and probably Fritch, turned that grand final on its head last year. Also, Brayshaw on Monday, just for a quarter, just suddenly turned into this intercept defender. Just yeah. start taking all these intercept marks, and I was like, what's he, going he's on? Such a, yeah, he's like sort of floating more defensively this year. He just does a bit of everything. I love that man as well. I do like Melbourne. Um, hope they can get back to winning ways. And, um, yeah, obviously, I can't trust you anymore. You, yeah, no, nah, you've still got my trust. That's the issue. They did so much to earn it, and now it's so hard to lose it. That's true. I'm, so, I'm too trusting, Matt. It's my biggest flaw. <laughs> That's what I always tell recruiters. Should we get to our uh, votes? Yeah, let's do it. All righty. Tab Touch, Young Player of the Year time. This is made even more exciting and tense by the fact that uh, the viewers, the listeners, they won't know last week's votes. That's true. They won't. And I was thinking, oh, we could update them. Why would we? We just don't tell them, and there's got to be so much excitement. Because uh, Let me tell you, it's tight. It's real tight. There was some lead changes. Um, wow. There was some top five changes last week. So um, Travis Collier coming yeah, back. Yeah, maybe not. <laughs> One vote. Who did you go for? Uh, for the Young Player of the Year. Young right? Player of the Year. Young Player of the Year. One vote, I went Sam Walsh. Yep. A very good game from him. Nothing spectacular, but he just does what he does. Yeah. Wraps up the disposals. Average game for Walshy. Anyone else does it that's <laughs> yeah. under that age, you're like, gee, that was good. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, yeah, so he gets my one vote. Uh, one vote, and this may be a little stiff, but I, I thought there was a lot of players who um, I really liked the look of um, in this week specifically. That was quite young. I went Nick Dacos for one vote. He had 33. He had nine intercepts as well. Um, I, he's so ready for AFL level. Um, but, yeah, I, I really liked his game, sort of halfback, inside mid. Um, it's my one vote. Uh, I gave two votes to Harrison Jones from the Bombers. Uh, kicked a couple of goals. Probably his best game for the year so far. Yep. After he sort of burst on the scene last year. So uh, good to see him rolling on again. Yep, two votes. I went with Hayden Young. Uh, he had 31 disposals, eight intercepts. He had 10 marks as well. He looks so... and Like another one who just was instantly ready at AFL level. And just the way he's looked this year in Frio's back line, like they've got a very good player for a very long time in Hayden Young. Yeah, for sure. Uh, my three votes went to James Peatling. Yeah, just phenomenal again. Just keeps dishing it up, doesn't he? Yeah, just you know, good for that fifteen, twenty, and three. No, not a one-hit wonder. He just does not it every at all. Week. Uh, three votes. I went with James Jordan. Uh, he had twenty-nine disposals, one goal, one assist. He had eight hundred and twenty-nine meters gained. Like it's he, huge. You could see it in the game as well when he was getting the footy, he was getting it forward. You know, he, he wasn't trying to do those sideway handballs, trying to just look for the easy one. He was taking the game head on, and I, I love to see that. Obviously, it didn't work out, but um, I was very impressed by him. And after a very good season last year, and he's. Looking to break back into that side, I was very impressed by that game. Uh, my four votes, uh, I went with uh, Nick Dacos. Yep. Uh, phenomenal again. He was influential to Collingwood, finding a way to, to win on the weekend. Uh, and, yeah, he just keeps doing what he does yep. every week. Uh, four votes, I went with Tanner Bruin uh, from GWS. He had 24 disposals and two goals. Um, another one who's like that midfield forward mould who's just – he was a pretty high draft pick. Didn't see a great deal of him last year, but his ceiling is so high and um, that was a really good game from him. I was really impressed by by his efforts. I won't say much about him, but I gave Tanner Bruin my five votes. There you go. Uh, he was phenomenal. Two goals, 24 touches. And uh, look, as we say, it might be North Melbourne, but you still have to do it. You do. 
Um, I went with uh, Sarong So Right for my five votes. Nice. Um, 33 disposals. He had 20 contested possessions. Uh, got involved with 11 scores. I, I just think he, he's such a phenomenal young midfielder. And what, what Freeman will have going on in that midfield is insane. Um, to think that Sarong's, you know, under 180 centimetres, he's, you know, 21 years old. And the stuff that he's doing on that footy field, he is an absolute general and a freak. And, yeah, they've got a real gem on their hands with that pick. Also, uh, Brandon Walker getting the Rising Star nom this year. Yeah, game. that's another one for Freya. Yeah. So, um, on fire. Yeah. All right, we'll get into our player of the year mm. votes then. Who got your one vote, Matthew? Uh, my one vote went to Harry Himmelberg uh, for GWS. They swung him in the back line. And, gee, different role, but... Didn't he dominate? Yeah, he tore up with like 35, 40 odd. It was just yeah. freakish numbers from him. He kicked the goal as well. So, yeah, maybe that'll be a permanent role for him. We'll have to wait and see. Yeah, yeah. it'll be an interesting one. Uh, I went with Lockie Neal for my one vote. Big Chalky, um, doing what Chalky does. He, he racks up big numbers in the midfield for Brizzy and um, consistently breaks games open with just the way he takes it on. Yeah, for sure. Uh, my two votes went to Clayton Oliver. Had yep. over 40 touches, kicked the goal. I. Uh, a lot of the time, obviously, in around the packs and stuff, but still, their, their touches and kicked a pretty important goal as well. I went with Big Clary for two as well. You know, he, he got the medal for a reason. He was a very good player. Whether or not he was best on ground is up for debate. Um, but I, I think, yeah, it was another sensational game from Clary who is having a Brownlow-level year. Now I get to do something I never thought I'd get to do. Do you want me to press the button? Press the button. Adam Cox again. Oh, he's getting better. He's getting bigger and better. Three votes to Mason Cox. Three votes, M Cox. <laughs> oh, that's huge. Yeah, wait, tell me, tell me about his game from your perspective. Oh, look, he even in the first half he was he was lurking. He had two shots and goal, missed them. Yeah, which was disappointing because if we go back, basically the best part about his game was his goal kicking, yeah. very accurate shot on goal. Uh, second half. The ball came out of the pack and he kicked that goal on the run and that just ignited the man. He had 20-odd touches. 21 touches. Yeah. Where'd that come from, Mason? I don't know. 21 touches, 16 kicks, five handballs, eight marks, two tackles as well, uh, and kicked one goal too. There was one part in the final quarter, um, he sold the candy and then kicked it and Brian Taylor described it as a funny little nifty kick from Cox. <laughs> oh, all right, well... Um Three votes, yeah, I don't have a great deal to say on this, man. You know, it was a three-vote performance. Um, I, I figure there's someone else who could say it a lot better than I could. <laughs> Adam Cox again. Oh, he's getting better. Oh, he's, he's getting, getting bigger and better. He could make a late run at the medal. He got bigger. He got better. Mason Cox, three votes. One thing else I want to bring up from that game, I can't remember if this tap was against Cox, um, but something Gorn did one of the sexiest ruck caps oh, I've ever seen, yeah, where this, he yeah. put the body on. And just, just a little, nice the, little... The tap yeah. over his head, no look, uh, yeah. straight down the throat of, I think it was at Viney? Oh, I think so, yeah. whoever it was. And they were gone. It was so <laughs> it hot. Was it, was it was good. It was the sexiest thing I've ever seen on a footy field. But I watched it live and went, oh, that was pretty good. Then they slowed it down and I'm like, oh, 
That like, was pretty good. Yeah, the, <laughs> the body on the other yeah. ruck to, to just came out of the contest. The tap over the head, just the smooth tap. It yeah. wasn't like a hurry tap. It, it was, was just smooth. a nice little, just a yeah. palm. It, it was just like a, hey, mate, I, I don't want to hit you. I'm just going to guide you to the direction you <laughs> need to be going in. Let's go this way. And then just the speed at which that ball was hit at, right at the chest. It wasn't taken above the head. It wasn't taken below the waist. It was right at chest level, and he's off. That was the sexiest piece of football I've ever seen. It was hot. I don't even know what happened from that clearance. I can't. I went into cardiac arrest. <laughs> it was so hot. Oh, my God. Four votes. Who got your four votes, Matt? Uh, Brayshaw. Yeah. Uh, he was phenomenal for the Dockers. Uh, he just keeps rolling up, rolling up and doing his job. Brownlow chance, you reckon? This year's Brownlow's going to be interesting. Yeah. A couple of weeks ago, I thought, it's Crips or Neil. Yeah. And now I'm like... Is it though? Maybe it's just Neil's. I feel like Neil, even when we haven't noticed Neil, he's had a wines-like season in the sense where even the games that we haven't noticed him, he's still gone and racked up 35. And, you know, he's probably, he's not in the best five because I feel like us personally, we're sort of looking for the best five in the whole round rather than their game. game, He's probably not the best five in the round each week, but he's probably consistently in the best two of every game he's playing. Probably. So, um, yeah, Stephen Cornelio, though, got my four votes. Yeah. 30 and three. Um, love seeing him back, dominating the midfield. Just a player you always want to succeed. You can't hate Stephen Cornelio, so he got my four votes. Yeah, he got my five votes, Cornelio. Andy Brayshaw got my five. Oh, well, there so you there go. So there we go. Just a little bit of you do this, I'll do that. It's about that time where we start to wrap up this episode. Let's get through these games for this week and get the hell out of here. Thursday night footy, Richmond versus Carlton, 5.20pm at the MCG. What have your thoughts been on um, Thursday night footy during the buy rounds? I don't like it during the buy rounds. Why have it when there's less games? Yeah. It doesn't make sense. It's stupid. It's the AFL... Uh, well, pump, I don't understand. Uh, yeah. They sit there and go, ah, less games. Bring back Thursday Let's night bring footy. bring back Thursday nighters. The buy rounds don't even count as actual games of footy, boys. Let's just experiment. <laughs> like, what do you expect? There's like, jeez, oh, I just remembered like two weeks from now, we have West Coast versus Essendon Friday night footy. Why? The, the, I, I can deal with the rolling fixture if they're going to use it properly. What's the point of rolling fixture bullshit if you go, oh, yeah, West Coast Essendon, that's the one. West Coast versus Essendon. Like, what are you doing? Who thought that was a good idea? Okay, I understand these are two teams whose ceilings are high. Sure. But they they were... Fuck, a, they're a long way from the ceiling. They were a fair bit into the season to know, okay, this isn't going to be a blockbuster. No. They were enough into the season to know these two teams will have a huge mountain to climb for this to be a good game. I could have copped it if it was a set fixture from the start of the year. The fact it was rolling fixture and you still went, yeah. nah. Essen and Eagles. They'll come good. Oh, fuck. What, what, do you, what do you expect? What do you want to happen that game? Oh, God. We'll, have, we'll talk about that next week when it happens. Mm. For, yeah, Richmond versus Carlton. Uh, first time in forever that Carlton's going <coughs> in favourites to this game. Yeah, this one should be a really good game. Yeah, I, I've got no idea who to tip. Yeah. But I'll tip the Blues. I've got Tigers. Uh, St Kilda taking on Essendon, 550 at Marble. Could be good. This but is another Friday night game, isn't it? Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, hold on. It's two Friday three night games. It's three in a row. What the f- Yeah, I know. It's ridiculous. What? So- <laughs> They're flying, brother. 
What the hell did they do to get three Friday night games in a row? They must have naked pictures of Gil. Jesus. Jesus. That is ridiculous. Yes, and it'll get stomped on. Oh, my God. Go the Saints. I hope they lose all three of them, Essendon. <laughs> Actually, I don't know who I want to win against no, West Coast Essendon. Uh, Port Adelaide versus Sydney, Saturday morning footy. One that could be quite good. Yeah. Probably should have been on the Friday. It's a, yes, it definitely should have been. There's two of these games this round that look absolute poop, but the rest of them actually look really good. Um, Port Adelaide versus Sydney, though. Wouldn't mind waking up with that. 11.45am at Adelaide Oval for my Saturday morning. Tough one. I'm going to go to the power. I'm going to go the Swans. I think the power just, they have to win. Yeah. There's... But the Swans are sort of having that indifferent year where it's like, it doesn't really feel like they're challenging for the four, but it doesn't really feel like they're having the challenge for the eight. Yeah. It just sort of feels like they're there. I want them to capitalise on Melbourne sucking. Let's go, Swans. Take a spot in the four. Uh, West Coast first, uh, Geelong, 2.35pm at oh Optus. Um, you going to this game? Fuck <laughs> no. When, to be fi- there's never, ever, 2.35 games at Optus on a Saturday. They've done two weeks in a row now. Holy shit, yeah, there was one oh, last no. Saturday. Oh, that's completely Weird. blown me by. Yeah, wow. And at least last Saturday was a good one, and then they've gone, all right, bo- all right, WA fans, let's, do it again. let's not get ahead of ourselves. Now, look. I'm not saying West Coast are a chance. Geelong, historically, are very poor off the buy and don't win very much off the buy. And it's West Coast 30th anniversary of their 1992 Premiership. So they're going to be up and about. And they're getting Dom Sheed back and a couple others. Do you believe? I don't. Neither do I. Um, Go Cats. (laughs) GWS versus Bulldogs, 5.25pm at Giant Stadium. Bit of a modern rivalry, I guess. It is. And... I think this could be a good game. GWS, they're looking all right. Yeah, they're building. They're definitely building since uh, Neon Leon's been chopped. Yeah, I just, I can't, I can't bring myself to write off the Giants yet, yeah. even though they're so far behind. But the Dogs have also been so far behind their own pace this year. Yeah, I, mm, I just, I feel like there's gonna GWS could get on a bit of a run. Yeah, but this is the biggest challenge for them. That they'll face in a while, you feel just the fact that yeah. to get on this run, they have to take on the dogs. Helps us at Giants Stadium. I'm back in the Giants. I'm going to go to Giants as well. They've got to win the flag this year. Um, Sunday, Arvo footy, the only game for us Sunday. Gold Coast taking on the Crom, 120pm at Metricon. Saw a stat, could be wrong, could have forgotten. Pretty sure Crom are the worst team the Gold Coast have faced in the AFL in terms of like their win loss ratio, they their their win percentage is lowest against the Crom. I think I think I've heard that as well. So um, interesting one. I wonder who the top is. I reckon Sydney would be up there. I think I think Collingwood would be up there too. Yeah. Nah. I think I reckon we've lost to him a few times. Yeah. Where I could be wrong. Um. Yeah, this could be this could be an interesting game because you never know what you're getting with the Crom. Because the Crom aren't like they're not like the Essendon, North Melbourne, West Coast level of bad. Yeah, but they're also not like the the Collingwood Bulldogs, GWS level of good, where they're challenging for the eight. Somewhere in the middle. Yeah, they they're just sort of like Gold Coast were. Oh no, Gold Coast were well below that before. But now it seems like Gold Coast are escaping that sort of tier. Yeah, and the Crom are. Trying to, but just yeah. Mm. So uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say go Suns. 
The Suns should win this. Yep, and that's us for this episode. Um, next week will be our last episode together for a while. I know, I'm very upset. And then it would only be two weeks. Um, maybe even one. No, I think it'll only be one. All right, I'll deal with it. Yeah, and then I'll be back on the Monday. Where are you going? Melbourne. Oh. Um, we're starting Only Yarns. Only Yarns? Yeah, getting into some real BDSM shit. Oh, really? Yeah, it's going to be Involving cool. who? Like, I can't reveal wow. too much. Um, only Yarns. Only Yarns. Um, so, yeah, it's a big startup thing. Obviously, business venture, trip to Melbourne. Um, you know, probably just go, go have a look at the... Uh, the scenery there. I've got to figure out um, what their pint glasses are like and whether or not they have holes <laughs> in them. Um, I'm going to go there and I'm actually single-handedly going to change every pub menu in Melbourne from saying pot and palmer to palmy and pint. Nice. <laughs> if it, if I only get one done, that's that's one. Yeah. That's one pub reclaimed in the name of our good Lord, Mark McGowan. <laughs> But, um, yeah, I'm going to just go there and stamp my West Australian-ness on everyone by constantly calling it a palmy and other West Australian things. What else should I do while I'm in Melbourne? Oh, look, I should be going to a few games. Yep. Pretty flat. We touched down Friday night, 11.30 p.m. That Friday night, Hawthorne are playing some... I've already forgotten. Hawthorne a Friday night clash. Yeah, Hawthorne finally got a Friday night game and missing out on it. Yeah, right. And we probably could have... Not, Probably could have, but we definitely could have asked um, Denver if he could have got us some play, like oh, some room passes. Oh, that would have been huge. And they're not playing the in, in Melbourne the weekend after. Yeah. Well, fingers crossed that um, Denver plays because I think he got rested. On the yeah, weekend. so I'd imagine you'll be back. For the Perth game? Nah, allow it. Allow it. He just gets his time off. They went, oh, you're going to go out and get on it, aren't you, Denver? Nah, he's a he's loser. A good boy. He's a loser. He stayed home with his missile or something. Ah, oh, nice. I don't know. He's not a loser. He's a very cool man, and I respect him a lot. But, yeah, going to Melbourne. Um, WA are playing a state game there, state 18s game there. Oh, you'll check that oh, out. So I'll check that out. Do you plan to go to, go to Geelong as well at some point? Um, might do. Yeah. Might do. Any reason you ask that? Oh, just because it's obviously not as close. I thought you might have wanted to experience yeah, going I have to one memory. Park. I have one memory of Geelong. Um, it involves a sausage roll, a whiny road, and me vomiting. So, um, <laughs> what? Yeah. So, um, I was a wee lad, um, back in the day. Couldn't handle the whiny road and the greasy sausage roll that was served up to me from oh. a servo in Geelong. Nice. And, uh, my stomach couldn't handle it. So, I'll probably have to go get a servo sausage roll from Geelong and battle my demons while <laughs> yeah, I'm over okay. there. But for now, that's it for us. Um, it's been such a pleasure to be back in the studio with it, uh, with you yes. after our week off. And you I look well. forward to um, seeing you again next week.